Namaskaram listeners, this is Yashuni Yogi speaking and it's 7.35pm here in Hyderabad. It's been a wonderful day for me. The, my day started quite early at around 4am and uh, after my meditation, I was really pumped up to do the foundation training session today and I did a few dry runs just to make sure I got the sequence right. Anyways, I enjoyed my foundation training and I hope others enjoyed it too. Post that, I did 45 minutes of dry land swimming. And after that, I had my breakfast and started my reviews. So that was a beautiful morning. I took a power nap for half an hour and then got back to my work. And of course, I had kept a daily challenge for myself and I took three daily challenge uh, challenges that I want to do for today. The first one was to edit the six pages of nutrition book which I did and finally I've completed the first edition of the book completed. So I'm so happy about, about this. It's a milestone that I have achieved today. It's just completing the first edition but that's just 50% of the work. I still need to add a couple of more chapters into this as well as uh, write the acknowledgements and other stuff. So yes, there's still a lot of work, but the basic core work is done and I'm happy about that. Uh, the next one is the quick learning sessions that I'm trying to do and learn Finnish words. So I learned a few Finnish words today as well as the next 10 elements of the periodic table. So right now I know 90 elements of the periodic table. Now that's something very nice. I'm really pushing myself to learn new things because I feel that more I challenge myself, more I challenge my brain, I will be able to perform better. And I want to sharpen my brain so that I can work more efficiently, I can be more productive and I can do things faster. I feel reading, imagination using the left and right brain is very important for us to, you know, learn things faster, not only learn but also memorize it and make sure you're able to implement it in my other scenarios. Now today, Again, I did something very fantastic. I was just thinking of how do I improve the lung strength and what are the exercises I can create for improving lung strength. And I got a few exercises that I have developed on my own after actually watching a few YouTube videos on what exercises people are doing with certain instruments out there and I'm going to test this on myself. I'm going to make it very simple and easy. Again, you know, it's all about how you can visualize, adapt, change the process to make it more effective and make it more easier for people to follow. And once I'm able to do this, it's going to take me at least a month or more than that to really see the effect of the workouts that I'm going to create and then apply that to my trainees. So yes, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of r and There's a lot of experimentation uh, that goes in it. And uh, 
you know that's my passion and that's that's my obsession i want to make sure what is the next edge i can give to my trainees and for that of course i have to experiment it some things take time like the mobility flexibility strength has taken time it's gone through a lot of reviews a lot of changes i'm happy to be working with pritham who's really helped me to design uh, the mfs challenge and hopefully people will enjoy it and appreciate uh, the work that has been gone to create those workouts for them it's it's not easy there's a lot of um, research and development a lot of um, you know thought process that goes into it in bringing in a lot of creativity and things even in foundation training you know there's a huge 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 effort that goes into creating those workouts those work exercises for everyone and uh, i'm enjoying that and actually seeing a lot of positive results in my trainees and i can see the bonding that is there with all my trainees and that's an incredible achievement i'm sure the way we are going there's it's just a matter of time when we will really shoot up to be number 1 because i believe you know we are the best in whatever we are doing and uh, it's not comparing myself with anyone it's not about the numbers it's not about the achievements it's all about innovation and in innovation i think i am really able to do my best and that's what counts and uh, nothing more than you know just numbers or the money you're making uh, that's that matters a lot well apart from uh, the little r&d's that i'm doing i also would like to you know talk about seema i brought a gift for her and um, it's i would say this is a gift i brought that's um, actually after nearly 15 years okay uh, for her birthday the last gift i asked her what when was the last time i gave her a gift on a birthday and she said that was 15 years back and she is such a gem of a person you know she's never ever demanded uh, you know what are you going to give me for my birthday and um, you know she's always given me so many gifts on my birthday i am a typical um, you know non romantic guy i don't know I, for me birthdays and other stuff i really don't know what to gift so i have completely lost i always ask her what do you want and she says i don't need anything i'm so happy i just want uh, to be with all of y'all and uh, i've never given her a gift and she's never complained neither has she ever told you know that um, why don't you give me a gift her friends keep asking what gift did your husband give you on your birthday and she just smiles it off and you know gives some or the other reason but not once has she ever told me or she felt bad about it and uh, it's it's incredible you know i'm so lucky to have her in my life the more i don't know how much i can praise her uh, the more i praise her it's it's less and that's why i felt that uh, i need to buy a gift for her so i have brought a gift for her um i will not tell you all 
I'll just wait for the gift to arrive and then uh, maybe I'll post a picture. Of course, not. it's not going to be on Instagram or Facebook. I don't believe in this social media nonsense stuff. Uh, but definitely just for our MFS group, I might just post a picture of uh, the gift that I'm giving Seema. Well, she deserves it and she deserves much, much more. And, um, you know, I don't know what uh, I've done in my past karma to have such a lovely uh, lady in my life. And she's uh, nothing short of a goddess for me. I know she's going to be there for me always. And she's an energy, um, you know, that is always by my side. Even if she's not there physically, I can actually feel her energy always around me, protecting me, taking care of me. And I feel really privileged, you know, to have her as my life partner. The more I talk about her, you know, the less it's going to be. So, yes, I'm just um, waiting for the gift. Well, uh, today I'm going to talk about one more uh, goddess, you know, one more uh, Devi, if I can call that. And like I said, you know, nobody has seen God, but God keeps appearing in the form of humans in everybody. And this is a story, a real life story about seven fishermen who had gone out for swimming, sorry, not swimming, fishing, on June 15th, 2015. And it was just like a normal season. The monsoon had arrived. It looked good day for fishing. Dawn had broken and they all said, okay, let's let's go. And it was an azure sky in Kakinara. Nothing to be scared of. Chinna Rao, he checked his phone for weather updates before climbing on to Durgama. Their boat name was Durgama. Six others, all fishermen by trade. Among them, his nephew Mahesh, who was then 15 years old. The men lifted the anchor and another boat joined them. And in the other boat, they had stocked food. And when they were not really planning to be out for many days. The fishermen on both the boats worked in tandem through the day. A rhythm built over the years of fishing together, breaking only for the night. As always, if the catch was good, they would turn back early morning and head to the market. A deep depression had been building up in the meanwhile, and the wind had picked up by, following the, by the following morning. As morning turned into afternoon, the sky changed color. The sun hid behind the clouds and the waves turned rough. Soon it became dark as though it was night and then it started raining. They slowed down Durgama and dropped the anchor. They thought it was best to wait for the weather to settle down before returning. But it only got worse. The waves grew higher, relentless, slamming the boat finally damaging one of the engines. The fishermen still did not panic, quickly repairing of what was possible to fix. Then early on Tuesday morning, the radar broke, as did the anchor. The barrel carrying the spare diesel fell out 
onto the sea. Hmm. The second boat then threw them a rope, anchoring them. But on Wednesday, the storm turned infinitely fiercer and the rope broke, setting them adrift. The companion boat disappeared from the view, headed to the shore and safety, taking with it food and water. Exhausted and petrified, seven men huddled together as the violence tried to devour them. Befrit of shelter, they soon lost whatever food and water they had. They tried creating a makeshift anchor by placing stones and a stove into the fishing net, but it did not help. Despair engulfed Chinarao, who was the one who was leading them. But he refused to give up. We must fight. Back. Protect ourselves somehow. As the boat threatened to capsize for the tenth time, he drew on years of fishing experience and tried steering the boat through the angry waves. Twice they nearly lost friends to the sea. Narsimha Murthy first and later Arjala Appa Rao. But somehow... With his heart in his mouth, while motivating them, Chinnarao managed to pull them back in. The days started merging into one big storm that could only mean a single end. They sat in silence, sometimes breaking into sobs, crying in despair, sure that they would not pull through. Their skin started peeling, exposed to the salt water, until finally, on Sunday, a week after they had left home. The men gave in to thirst, ignoring the fishy smell turned to the ice used to preserve their catch. Then on 22nd June, they spotted empty Sampurna Swarajya. Narsimha's orange towel was tied to the six-foot pole and the desperate men waved wildly. They stood as close to the edge as possible, waving some with their hands folded, hoping that someone would see them. Wow. And it's actually a Devi that arrived. Captain Radhika Menon. She hadn't slept all night. And suddenly, while she had just went for a short nap, her second in command, Mr. Chowan, saw something that was moving just around 1.8 kilometers, one nautical mile away. He spotted an orange cloth flapping in the wind. That wasn't a deep sea fishing boat, but one that should have been closer to the shoreline. Then he saw something that made him catch his breath, hands raised and waving frantically begging for help. Chawan alerted men who rushed to the navigation bridge and sounded the alarm. Seven shot and one prolonged burst. That was an emergency. She peered through the binoculars and could tell they were fishermen, one of them who looked like a teenager. They need to be rescued right away. They won't survive for long, she thought. Adrift the boat, she would later recall 
had no cabin, no anchor, just seven fishermen huddled together. They were injured, their bodies white with skin peeling as a result. My God. Suddenly, Radhika, she had the courage. She didn't waste any time. She assessed the risks and planned a rescue operation. The waves seemed just about little higher. The crew prepared for the most challenging rescue operations of their life. Menon positioned herself on the bridge, giving instructions to the team below. Chief Officer Gursman Randeep Singh was on the main deck, which was windy and slippery, keeping an eye on the crew. The emergency team he was wandering had readied the pilot and or a specialized rope ladder, scrambling net, live buoys and life jackets. A giant or rope for hosting was tied around a jerry can and thrown into the water. Singh signaled Chinna Rao, instructing him to grab the line, pick up the slack and bring Durgama alongside the tranker. But the sea was way too rough and the men too weak from hunger and thirst. The boat drifted towards the stern. Menin did not give up. At 12.40 p.m., the tanker swung around once again for a second approach. Chinna Rao and the other men, fishermen managed to pick up the crack line using a boat hook and secured it properly. They pulled up the pilot lighter as well. By 1.07, two fishermen had managed to make their way across the sea into the safety of the tanker. But the weather did not show any signs of letting up. The line gave way, breaking and separating the boat and the ship. As the fisherman boat threatened to drift away, the tanker swung around a third time, positioning itself so it could offer better shelter. This time, Singh passed two lines for added support while also lowering the buoys and life jacket. By 1.18 am, all seven men were safely aboard and Durgama was left to drift away. The whole rescue operation took about 40 minutes through beating rain and unforgiving sea. Once they recovered a little, Menon offered Chinna Rao the satellite phone. Call your families. You have been away for too long. Calling home, he was horrified to find the families had started preparing for the funeral. Fishermen's families believe that if the men have gone missing for seven days, they are lost at the sea, Menon says. They had even set up tents for the last rites outside their homes. The families could not believe what happened. We told them everyone was safe. Chinna Rao still remembers every detail. We were on the death's doorstep. I am living a second life. And then he says with a chuckle, I'm a five foot tall man in a boat full of really tall men. But everyone else seemed to have given up. I ended up steering the boat and risking two of my friends. Now the entire village thinks I'm a hero. What a beautiful story. Now if you see seven men surviving seven days in the ocean without food, water... And then suddenly, a goddess appears in the form of Radhika Menon. It's an incredible story of grit, determination, as well as, you know, this universal energy. Whenever 
you ask for help help does come and it comes in various forms she was a god to them durgama the name of the boat is actually means that durga actually came to help them it's such an incredible story whether we believe in god or not god is present in everyone and if you just keep your eyes and ears open the universe is ready to listen to you and help you through all your troubles and problems seven days in water seems like a never ending problem but there's always hope we all should live in hope of a better living just let's hope that universe is listening to you and you will start leading a better life may you overcome the tide have a great day have a great week god bless you all bye bye